Welcome to Prime Cohesion. Please join us as we move forward in this endeavor. We hope you join us for some banter and laughs as we touch on the real life topics that united us. Please be advised content can be mature in nature and disturbing to some. We're not always the experts, but we strive to do our part to bring awareness to subjects that matter to us and provide support when we can. Let me introduce your hosts, Jason, Smitty, and Tater. You sent that text. You talked to me about, uh, you said that she sold 3 million in Google stocks. I was like, nah, bullshit. There's no fucking way she did that right before the DOJ goes in and opens a lawsuit against Google. I mean, that's, that's too fucking obvious. There's no way. So then I look in the first fucking article that comes up is that text I sent you about that uh, Senator Josh Hawley talking about that Pelosi Act. Yeah. He named it the Pelosi Act, and it's Preventing Elected Leaders from Owning Securities and Investments Act. I'm like... It's not the first time that's come up. They, they've renamed it and dug it up again. Well, that's awesome. I'm, I hope they keep it that name, and I hope it pisses her off, because that's just fucked up. How is that anywhere remotely near the realm of legal? Not the problem and it's at the forefront of the fact that the washington whatever you want to call it is just a mess that they put like, martha stewart in prison yeah for less yes that's what i'm saying didn't she do five years yeah for less Crazy. considered insider trading yeah and you know to me you know, if it was in Martha, I don't remember exactly what her situation was, but uh, one of the uh, comedians <laughs> did a bit on it. And it's like, hey, my buddy came to me and said, hey, you might want to move your money from right yeah, here exactly. to over here. That sounds like my friend being a good friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, the whole thing to me was that's one aspect of it. The other point, at least Martha said... Yeah, and did her fucking time. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. She she didn't try to get out of it. She she went and did her fucking time and came out and she's she's doing fine. She didn't realize she didn't she didn't lose anything by going to jail for a few years. She's right back where she was pretty much. Picked up where she left off. But No, and everybody, you know, a lot of people thought it was BS anyways. Yeah. Because yeah, multiple reasons. But either way, I don't really know the in, the intricacies of that that whole thing. No, I don't either. Yeah, well, no. the, the current rule, I think, is they got about a 45-day window to report anything over a certain dollar figure. And well, if they, also... And if they don't, the hypocrisy here is it's like a $1,500 fine. Well, I think the biggest problem with Martha is I think nowadays... Even with our company, they give you windows when you're allowed to trade and when you're not. And if you're outside of that, then you could have information that would influence your 
transaction, I guess. Right. So apparently, I don't know if she traded outside of that window or whatever the hell happened. She had people do it for her, blah, blah, blah. I'm not really sure about it. But either way, this Pelosi things, it's just right out there in your face. Yeah, a lot of them do it. And it's where most of them got their money. And you can't tell me the information didn't come straight from the Department of Justice. Exactly. The former House Speaker. (laughs) Like she don't know people why she's if if the president and vice president dies she's the president so she's in on all the briefings she knows exactly what's going on yes the definition of insider training yeah at the highest level and not to mention that her husband does what he does it's not like he doesn't understand how all that shit works right even if she didn't I think I guarantee he's probably the one that told her to dump it. Could have been. Could have been. He he probably confirmed it. But I don't know what the extent of the law is on that either. Because could a guy like me, who's just paying attention and looked into some things and said, hey, I think the Department of Justice might be filing suit against Google. Maybe I should dump my stock. Well, even in this instance, Google and several of these big tech companies is shedding employees like a hemorrhage. So dumping oh, this. They just dumped a ton. Yeah. So you could, in lack of a term here, just dump stock and get spun into something. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah. I don't understand stock market very much, so I just stay away from it. I don't either. And like I said... This is just three guys talking about shit that pisses them off. In my mind, as soon as the DOJ announced that they were going after Google, why wouldn't somebody else in the Justice Department be like, well, how come this former House speaker whose husband is in the stock market dumped $3 million worth of stock four weeks before we announced this? Didn't she know that we were looking into this? Yeah, I don't, and also, um, I don't know, like, how do you get that, how do you get the information that, how is that public knowledge? Is it public knowledge? Is every trade that you make on the stock market public? Oh, uh, well. It'll catch up eventually, but yeah. Anybody that's involved, they can see how the stock is moving. They can see, hey, this much stock just got dumped. This $3 million worth of stock just got sold within three days. Because I think she stole, she sold, she sold that $3 million over three days. Are you referring to who, whom it ownership was? Yeah. I don't think you can see that, but you can see it on the back end on the transaction. But well, that's what I'm saying. They can see. Three million dollars where the stock got sold over three days, they can look back after the fact and say, Where did that three million dollars where the stock is sold from? Well, who owned it? I think that is public knowledge. Google, billion dollar company, three million dollars ain't even a blink. 1.2 trillion. It's not a lot to Google, but it's a lot of stock. No, to Google, Google doesn't give a shit. You say Google's like trillion something? 1. Yeah. 1.2 trillion. 1.2 yeah, trillion. Yeah. Ridiculous. They need to pay their YouTubers more. Which is one of the reasons why 
the DOJ is probably going after him. It has to do with a monopoly type thing. Just a brief, <laughs> oddly enough, Google search. Um, it's. Are they going to sue Apple as well? I don't think. Well, see. Apple's worth $2.2 trillion. Yeah. That's a lot of True. money. So she sold between December 20th, 21st, and 28th. Each amount ranged between $50,001 and $1 million. So it looks like she sold about $2.5 million worth of stock. It must be. So it says the DOJ announced Tuesday that it was suing Google for abusing a monopoly over a wide swath of online advertising tools and corrupting, quote, legitimate competition in the ad tech industry, end quote, by doing so. And then shortly after the announcement, social media users noticed that Pelosi sold $3 million of Google stock four weeks earlier. Who? Who noticed? Social media users, just multiple people. Said, hey, wait a minute! You gotta, you gotta love the social media masses. They fucking lock onto that shit quick. Well, that's how they found that one murderer that time. They called him the cat killer. Yeah, I believe she he, sold. He killed a kitten, or he was killing kittens, and the damn forum groups hunted him down. Doesn't surprise me. She sold ten thousand shares of Alphabet Inc which is Google's holding company. Okay. wonder how many others. But the, this guy, James Bradley, whoever that is. Yeah. He said, uh, you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to wonder how Nancy Pelosi knew to sell $3 million of her Google stock four weeks before the DOJ opened their tech monopoly lawsuit against them, which he's absolutely right. Yes, he is. It won't nothing come of it, but it's just more of the garbage of Washington, D.C. Well, her husband. So the legislation that I we talked about earlier, the Pelosi Act, that legislation comes six months after her husband, Paul Pelosi, sold up to five million dollars worth of computer chip maker of a computer chip maker ahead of a House vote focused on domestic chip manufacturing. Yeah, they they put. What was it, about $35 billion into it, if I'm not mistaken? Congress did? Probably. And obviously all of this comes right on the heels of, over recent years, lawmakers on both sides of the aisle have shown interest in cracking down on the practice, especially after several senators who were briefed about the impending COVID pandemic were caught selling stocks right before a market crash preceding the global, global health crisis. We all remember that back in yeah, that didn't, early, uh, early 2020 or late 2019. Our same little friend here took up stock in Johnson & Johnson and uh, several other of those companies. Probably. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, they all do. I, I don't know. It's just, once again, this all points back to the same thing we've been saying since the beginning. It's not really black, white, or male, female, or what. It's the haves and the have-nots, and that's pretty much the end of it. Yeah, the haves keep on getting richer, and the fucking have-nots just sit here and bitch about it. And they're doing everything they can in Washington to suppress the middle class. You just do, man. You just can't get ahead. 
it's like you're either in poverty or, or you're struggling in the middle of it so everyone else can get a free check. Well, yeah, I mean... Because they just keep drowning you more and more taxes as you, you try to get ahead. And, well, see, and then they cut you off on savings, so you can't even save. Like, you get cut out of a 401 if you make over a certain amount of money. Yeah. Average person don't think about it, but why why would you cut savings off? You know what I mean? It don't yeah. make sense on, on any well, of it. Why would you put a cap on it other than to keep people from gaining wealth? Well... Therein lies the gray area, in my mind. The gray area being, I guess, from the outside looking in, if you're at the top or whatever, you see me and, say, using me for an example, me and my family as a middle-class, struggling family, but from the inside looking out, for me looking out, I'm not really struggling anymore. You know what I mean? I had, of course, I don't want for a whole lot, no. and that's my part of my upbringing, probably. But well, maybe I, I said that wrong. It's not that we're struggling; we're struggling to for retirement and long term. Oh yeah, absolutely. Long term, you know, for the family. No, I get what you're saying, but but the point I'm trying to make is they keep us where we're at because we're comfortable. We're like, okay, whatever. I'm not, I'm not impoverished enough to really give a shit. To be perfectly honest, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, me and the wife make enough money to where we're okay. Um, we can, we can afford groceries. I can afford gas. I can afford to go to work every day. I can afford to keep my, cause there was another guy who was talking about it once before. And he was saying the average American just doesn't give a shit about the bigger things that are going on. I'm, I'm spending all my time worrying about my kids and making sure that we have enough to get by. And, you know, the rest, I don't care. I'm as long as I can make it. I'm all right right now. I don't I don't have time. I'm busy going to work and then dealing with everything else in my life. I don't really care what the fuck's going on anywhere else. I don't have enough time to care about that shit. I'm busy dealing with my shit, yeah. which is obviously small potatoes on the grand scheme of things. But they're my potatoes. You know, this is the only potatoes I give a shit about. Yeah, I got the numbers here. Right before the CHIPS Act was passed last year, when they dumped $52 billion in subsidies to domestic chip production, the Pelosi's went and bought, they're saying, between 1 and 5 million in shares in NVIDIA. NVIDIA? NVIDIA? Yeah, the, the graphics maker. Yeah. Yeah, they make chips. Right. Yeah, it's a reoccurring thing. But what do you do? You know, that's my point. The, the one thing I keep hearing on the, in the channels is convention of the states. Well, who, I guess my point, who would have to do something? Who would have to be the one to raise the flag to say, this is bullshit? Go ahead, Lyle. Uh, I was just saying, we the people. Right. But everybody's going to be on the same page. Well, a large majority of people, I'm not saying the majority of the population, I'm just saying a large majority of people would have to be on the same page. And you would have to have people, uh, a, a good group of people in at least a majority of states to do it. You know, and we you would need, all you have two thirds to, to change anything in the Constitution. Right. And we would all have to give a shit at the same time. At that point, if you're, if you're doing something to, to that extent, you have to be willing to risk your life for it. Right. Now. Given that, just like I was saying five seconds ago, I would say 75% of the people are too engrossed in their own lives to really give a shit 
that oh, most all of them that's are going on. It doesn't really affect my life the way you look at. You know what I mean from the outside looking or from the inside looking out. It doesn't affect my life. The fact that she did that didn't change my life one bit. You know what I mean? It doesn't affect my kid going to school. It doesn't affect that my wife still has to go to work tomorrow. I need to make sure her car has gas in it. It doesn't affect the fact that I still need to get my fucking siding fixed on the side of my house. And I got to deal with that. I still got to pay the guy that cut my fucking grass. I got to go get the oil changed in my fucking Jeep next week. That kind of shit is what the average American's dealing with every fucking day. And then somebody says, hey, don't you care about the fact? No, I fucking don't. I really don't fucking care. You know what I mean? Now, There's that yeah, aspect of it. <clears throat> I think it's got to get to a point where people do care. It does. But how do you get there? Because of all the things I just said, the things that every American deals with every day in their regular American life, when does it get to a point where that guy is going to be like, okay, honey, I got to fucking go. I got to go take care of this. I think. How you, do you get there? Well, here's the thing. Like, even in the last two, three years with bad economics, bad economy, or not as good of an economy as we had the pre- prior years, still really wasn't that bad. Right. I think you'd have, it'd have to get bad, like Great Depression bad. It would have to get, so, um, this is kind of changing the subject a little bit, but not really. It's on the same, on the point of changing the way things are. There was a guy, there was a comedian who just spoke in parliament about the woke culture and getting them to change. Yeah. And he, he talked about the fact, let's talk about just for argument's sake. He said the woke culture, basically what we're being told about the woke community and these kids coming up, their biggest concern is global warming and climate change. He's like, okay, so he's in Britain. So he's like, Great Britain as a whole, the entire country, we account for 0.2% of carbon emissions. He's like, so if Great Britain fell into the fucking ocean tomorrow, it wouldn't make a goddamn difference to climate change. Doesn't fucking matter. So how do you get people in Great Britain to give a shit about global climate change? Here's the point. The climate change issue is going to be determined by uh, China and Latin America, Asia, basically, and Latin America. Those are the two biggest contributors to that whole thing. Those people are poor as fuck. They don't give a shit. Why would they fucking care? You're not going to get people to give a shit, nor are you going to get people to want to not be poor anymore. So they don't want to be poor. You're not going to get them to want to still be poor. So what do we do to make change? And basically his outpouring and his... uh plea to the woke culture was you're not going to get there by whining bitching and protesting the only way you're going to get there and the reason we're on this side of the aisle on the right side of the aisle is because we know the only way to get there is to work and make technical advances that's the only way to do it make go to work make technical advances and change the things you want to change not fucking bitch piss and moan and throw soup on paintings that doesn't get shit changed you have to go to work Go to school and make fucking change. Make technical advances and make these things that you think suck better. You can't do it by holding a sign that says this shit sucks. You have to do it by making fucking change. And that's why the whole, that was like the best, most valid argument I've heard between the right and the left ideologies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 I got you. But I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I agree with that sentiment. It's how we got to where we are now. Yeah. People went to work. People went to school. People read books, something people don't do anymore. And the shit they're reading don't make any sense. Um, yeah. And 
we learned and people tried things, people invented, I mean, people are still inventing things, but the things they're inventing now, for instance, like, um, a lot of the apps that are coming out, it's just convenience. It's convenience apps. It's making you lazier and lazier and lazier. It's not changing anything. Right. It's making, Uh, it's just creating more zombies. Right. You know, and his, that was his whole point was that it seems like today's youth, the, what is it? The Gen Z, generation they're pretty much being told that they have no recourse they have no agency to uh make things better they're they're just whining bitching moaning and complaining because oh woe is me instead of like the fucking boomers would say pull yourself up by your bootstraps make the fucking advances and make the shit better don't sit there bitch moan and complain fucking do something about it and they're idea of doing something about it seems to be just standing and bitching at a fucking wall. That's not, that's not how change happens. At least not that type of change. If you want, if you want legislation change or, you know, amendments to the constitution. Yeah, sure. Go to the Capitol and protest. I mean, if you want to make, see a change, go back and look at the old black and white photos of Washington being marched on. Yeah. Like they used to refer to as a million man march. It was nothing but people. You could not see grass anywhere. Right. There was, you were not leaving the Capitol building unless you went underground. So, and that gets people's attention. Yeah. And even then, and even then, they were still hesitant. Yes. They were still hesitant. So it, it, it takes a large force, it takes a huge force. You have to be loud. There has to be a lot of noise in the system. Right, but it can't be noise for the sake of noise. No, no, no. I'm talking about strictly governmental change. Now, what you're talking about, you're absolutely right. And, you know, and everybody, like, all of a sudden has turned on Elon Musk, even though that guy is is trying to do stuff. He's trying to help. He's trying to make things better. Yeah. Even though I don't believe everything he does is correct, because in my mind, the electric only movement is not the right direction we need to be going because we just yeah. can't sustain it. And there was a whole thing. Did we talk about it with the uh, the cobalt? Yeah, the mining. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's just I mean, not a just in general. There's not enough copper. There's not enough nickel. There's not enough no, silver. It's not no. viable. It's not sustainable. It, the rare earth minerals needed, like cobalt, not lit in uh, lithium. Lithium is kind of abundant. It's just, it's, you destroy the environment trying to extract it. But to to make your cell phone, this this is the most dangerous thing to the environment. Yeah. Electronics. The Congo is being fucking decimated. So if you wanted to save the environment, you don't want electricity or anything that involved electricity, your cell phone, your car. Right. Unless you got an analog vehicle. And that's, that goes right back to our point. It's all about battery technology. The technology has to get better. The only way it's going to get better is for people to work and make technical advances and make it happen. You need to find a better way. But holding a protest sign is not going to change it. If they were serious about, you know, power generation, they would have done something with nuclear in this country for the last 50 years. I mean, we were upgrading one plant. But these are things like the things we're talking about right now are the things that are going to change the planet. They're going to change the world. It's those kind of things. And what is everybody fucking focused on right now? Fucking gender. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Who gives a shit? I don't care what you do in your fucking bedroom. It doesn't matter. Can you make a better battery for cheaper? 
with better materials, less pollutants. Can you do that? Can you turn a nuclear reactor from this to this? Exactly. Can you make the thing that was in fucking Tony Stark's chest? I need right. that. Exactly. That's yeah. what we need. Yeah. That's what Clean we need. energy. Yeah. And it's oh, not well, a solar I've panel always, either. I've always had the theory that the United States wanted to consume the world's natural resources and sit on what we have. There's been a conspiracy about that for a while. Uh, and I think I, we, you know, I may have brought it up or we We've did. We've touched on that subject before. That if that was a long game that's been going on for oh, half a century. Yeah. Because that was the argument against why aren't we drilling at home? Why aren't we drilling at home? Yeah. Is it because we want to use up everything everywhere else first and then say, okay, now we've got the most? That means money's paying someone off. Yeah. You're not We're just Democrats. Saying, We're talking Republicans and everyone in Washington, D.C. They yeah. get on the same take because it, it don't make sense. How, how do you do that? Yeah. I don't know. But and also at the same time, you're making Saudi kings rich. Rich is an understatement. I don't think we have a word in the dictionary for the money they have. No, yeah, because those guys are worth their stupid money. There's like, fuck you money. And then there's what they have. Yeah, and someone had yeah. said, I, I don't remember who said it, that there's a one person over there they're claiming is probably a trillionaire, which is would be the first. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it didn't surprise me when I heard it. I but how do you verify it? But really, who gives a shit either if he's got that much damn money? You know what I mean? It, you can't take it with you. But no, you can't. You know they. They also have very large families as well. They're fucking harems. Yeah, they have large families. But I also want to say that we're sitting on one of the world's largest natural uh, gas deposits. Yes, yes, we are. And we basically yeah. don't tap it. And yeah. we have one of the largest known oil reserves, too. Yeah. And then, and then we're piping in oil from Canada, or the Dakotas, through the Dakotas from Canada, I guess. Or we, we were going to. We're trying to. All right. It was going to be buried, from my understanding, as well. Well protected. Well, the, the big fight, I think, is going to come in the near future. It's going to be over Greenland, probably. Because it's basically unmolested mineral-wise. And it's in a good oh, location. Fight for control of Greenland. Yeah. Because they have untapped resources and a <laughs> unknown amount of it. Yeah. All right. Maybe. So the other one that I sent you, Smitty, uh, was also a breaking news. Yes. Uh, Putin, 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 Russia is negotiating with the Taliban on the purchase <laughs> of U.S. coalition military equipment that was left behind in Afghanistan. Yeah, that pissed me off on the face of it. I didn't look into it yet, but just the fact that you sent me that pissed me off. <laughs> Yeah, even that it's out. If it's out there, then it's remotely true. There's some truth to it, right? And it's not just Putin bidding on that equipment. Well, here's the other thing that just came to my mind: Who do you think is orchestrating that deal? Well, who was the equipment hmm. left with? The guy they just released from prison. Yeah, yeah. The Merchant of Death. The Merchant of Death. Tell me it doesn't have his name written all over it. Of course it does. And, and now Russia and the Taliban ain't buddies. They've been at war for 40 years. 
Well, that's where the Taliban got a lot of their weapons from. Yeah, Russia. What? Well, yeah. After after the Taliban stopped getting their weapons from the U.S. Yeah. Yeah, that's where all the AKs and everything came from, wasn't it? Right. But Russia was at war with the Taliban. Remember, and we were funding. Uh, well, maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't exactly the Taliban. Maybe it was Al Qaeda. But it was the the war the warlords in Afghanistan whatever faction you want to attribute them to and the u.s backed them with weapons they they sat down with uh osama bin laden yeah any way you look at it it's not good yeah no it's never good once again like i said in in my comment the united states is once again funding both sides of a war yeah and we're pretty much the ones that we're getting good at that ain't we yeah and sadly uh I don't think we meant to this time, but we are. <laughs> well, we're pretty much the ones that put the bug in Ukraine's ear that we basically was the mean girls in their ears saying, you know what? Fuck Russia. Fuck them. What do they have done for you? We got your back. Yeah. Fuck him. What's he going to do? Well, this is what he's going to do. Did you <laughs> say we pulled a carrot on Ukraine? Pretty much. Yeah. It was more like a... Uh, that was wrong. It was more like a shitty best friend <laughs> for us. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. We got your back. Oh, wait a minute. This guy a little big. <laughs> it's a fucking proxy war. Doesn't mean anything. It's not going to change anything in the grand scheme. Well, it's going to get ugly because because there's a lot of information starting to pop up about the Balkans are fighting. Mm-hmm. And if any of that's true, it's about to get out of hand on the, on the Eastern Front. Well, yeah, it all depends on what China does. Is China going to get involved or not? Because in my either mind, way, that's, the Vulcans, that's the deciding factor in whether it goes stupid. Yeah, but I, with between the U.S., think, China, and Russia, you really think we'll have a land World War III? I think We're not going to go to a land one. war in China, I'll tell you that. We'd be stupid. Yeah. If, if it's... Not fought with boots and aircraft. It's going to be, there's no other option. Right. Yeah. No. There's nothing. What do you think? Here's an unpopular. There's the craziest motherfucker out there. Somebody's going to do it. Yeah. Here's the unpopular, I guess, question. Would they come here? No, but it, you'd have to launch something here. I, I mm-hmm. don't, I don't Not think a land assault would ever happen here. Unless it comes from I'm, the South. I'm thinking red dawn, bitch. I was thinking the same thing. I just don't know how, I don't know how you get that close these days, you know, these days. Okay. Back back in the, you know, forties and fifties, even the sixties and seventies, probably it was, it could be accomplished, but with, well, I'm not even thinking a sneak attack. I'm thinking just a blitzkrieg. If it's China and Russia, we don't have enough. Nobody's coming to our back. You can bet your ass on that. Well, if it's China and Russia and they both launch a fucking invasion at the same fucking time to take us out on the West Coast, we don't have it. Doesn't matter. They come from both sides. They'd have to take out Europe before they come across the pond. Not necessarily. To hit the East Coast. Not necessarily. You got to take a boat past them to get here. Or you just take a boat around the bottom end of us and come around the other side. (laughs) It's international waters. It's a I'm long so sure ways. Europe, I, I don't, you know, I don't know how much of Europe actually ends up on our side on this. Exactly. 
Mm-hmm. They rode over before we had in coming. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I get that, but I'm saying like, I don't think Germany ends up on our side. You know, France, Germ- is, France is turning into a socialist nation, and China and Russia are fucking huge. Now, granted, right now, Russia's spread thin as shit. What's the uh, China population? Like two billion. It's like uh, it's it's dropping five billion. Like one, it's yeah, like one point two. But they they their uh, age disparity is a big problem. Their pyramid is really upside down on their uh, age groups. They're probably going to lose half their population or more. They are having trouble, and uh, the problem with a communist country is really coming home to roost for them right now. And, and that's why you and, see those. Uh, you hear, hear them refer to them as ghost cities. You know, they pre-built this stuff expecting, you know, so X amount of population and the population is declining. Yeah. And working population is dramatically declining. Because a lot of the young people are refusing to work now. Yeah, because, well, they don't have a lot of young people. And that's the biggest problem. Because the ones the, that they do have are pre-built. pissed off. Yeah. Well, two, uh, they also had put in... And I don't know if they removed them, but they had population control. Yeah, they had a one-child policy, and that's what's gotten them in trouble on the pyramid. It's also uh, resulted in a very low female population. But anyway, there's a uh, huge problem with all of their issue right now. The biggest thing about a communist country you have to have the population on board because the whole population basically feeds the whole population with a capitalist country. Like we have, you can have pockets of wealth like we do where, yeah, you have different factions, this, that, and the other, but the country as a whole is doing okay because certain amounts of people are doing okay with a communist country. The government relies on the people to make all the money and it's distributed amongst everybody. Everybody pays for everybody. And if everybody isn't working, then nobody's getting paid. <laughs> so they're having a huge issue right now. That's the biggest problem with communism is you're relying on the populace to feed the whole. You know what I'm saying? Keep the they machine. They got to feed the machine. Yeah. yeah. Feed the machine. And if they're not, then you're fucked. Whereas here we could have two, three groups like we kind of do already. There's only a handful of corporations that really feed this whole machine. One of them's the war machine. Yeah. Yeah, so we keep ending up in, in in wars. Part of it, war is a big money maker. What do y'all think about the Fair Tax Act of twenty twenty three? This is the first time I've heard of it. Um, the Fair Tax, when it first came out years ago, I forget the the year. Pardon me on that. I was, was all a, for it then. It was a good idea at the time. I think it needed work. I don't think they understand how much the rate should be because, you know, even back then they were kicking around 20 to 25 percent sales tax, which just to me seems absurdly high. I mean, I I know and I understand when you go look at the stats from the IRS and uh, the debt clocks and all this about how many people who do not pay taxes in this country, which is significant. Right. Um. Big corporations being one of them. I yeah. think two. The one that the one that uh, so th- they have a hard time projecting like actual revenue. Much, 
yeah, actual revenue for the government. The, the other thing, the other thing is, is it, it could go two ways uh, from what I read. And if it's based, if it's not based on income, which is one way, then it would have to be based on consumption. So if you don't necessarily consume a ton, you wouldn't pay a ton of taxes. It, the, right. the tax should be more tariff based on the GDP. So if we had three trillion GDP, you're taxing three trillion GDP and you get out an individual pocket. And that's what needs to happen. But the fair tax does not repeal the sixteenth amendment. Yeah. It's, they need to remove the sixteenth amendment or amend it so it's constricted to the point where they cannot go back into your check. Because Social Security what is comes the sixteenth the sixteenth amendment? The sixteenth amendment allowed them the federal government to levy taxes on your income. Income tax. So it's income tax. So we would have both. So it's, even if they did pass the fair tax, which is it's not leaving Congress, I don't think there's enough people in Congress to even get it to Senate, which the Senate's not going to pass it because it's not, it's not going to happen. So it, it's more of a token thing than anything that has been brought up. Yeah. But it, it just brings yeah, life to the, how complicated the code is. The code is so convoluted. You don't know, and we've touched on this before, what you actually owe. Right. Well, we've Even, joked about that. There's yeah, huge, there's I, whole cartoons about that. Yeah, I pay people to do it, and hell, they get it wrong. And that's their job. Right. I mean, but, and too, like, to your point, like, it makes no sense that... A married couple, even with no kids, kids or no kids, like why, why are you still having to pay tax? Like you should never have to pay tax. At the end of the year, you should break even. Like you should just file a piece of paper and say, hey, I paid you this amount of money. This is the correct amount. And that's it. You should never have to pay more than what comes out of your check. I've looked into that a little more since we've been talking about it. And the thing that's screwing it up is the 401 case. And that's where it throws off the stuff. So the more you throw into it on the pre-tax, so it's taken out before tax, but you still have this high liability because you still end up landing in these high, you know, you still end up in a 22 or 25% bracket on some of your amount. It's not your effective Because of your income? Correct. Because as soon as you combine the two incomes as a married couple, even if you split it out individually, they got it divided up to where it goes against you. It's still, it's punitive as a married couple without a child deduction because there's not enough to write off anymore. So what is the drawback to the government on a fair tax? Say it was 20% across the board on all goods. You pay 20% tax. It, it hurts the poor. So it's a non-starter in that perspective because it, you'd have to if make exclusion for food and other things, which they did briefly. And now if you notice, you start seeing it on your grocery receipts again. So you're now you're getting taxes on your grocery receipts. But they, more have than programs. they have programs for the poor. What I'm saying is I'm they would saying. be excluded from that. When you're standing in line at Publix, for example, they're not going to check your ID or your W-2 form. No, but if you have a card be a that says, at that point. I'm a part of this program, just like WIC is now, it'd be just like WIC. I don't have to pay that because I'm fucking poor. But what is the drawback other than that? 
because the government's blocking it for more than that reason. They don't give a fuck about the poor. No, they won't. The government doesn't money. give a shit about the poor. So what is the drawback? Why would they not want the fair tax to pass? What are they getting? Are they getting that much more from us from income than They're, they no. would get in the fair tax? Income tax, I don't think so. Barely a fraction of what they actually bring in. So that's that. my point. So why why would they be opposed to it? Power. What power? They could still levy whatever amount of tax they want on the fair tax. At the end of the day, they they want to know what you are doing, not what they're doing, like we said earlier. So it's about control. Yep. Yeah. It wasn't about that. I don't think, I don't want to believe that it was about that in the beginning, but. That's, you think it's about that now? Yeah. Same reason why they ask us how much we make before we go get a fucking three stitches in our eyeball how much they're going to charge us they can't tell you how much it is if you go to the doctor hell they can't tell you on a prescription how much is it uh this started with obamacare yeah you could walk before obamacare came in you could walk up and go how much is this they could tell you immediately and then ask for your insurance now they have to ask for your insurance so they know how much they can charge you well i know before obamacare so when I had my own business, so this was back before 2009, this was 2007 timeframe when we went looking for healthcare. When I quit my job to start my own business, we went with a company called Coventry. It was Coventry Insurance and me, my wife and both kids had our own policies and I paid less for that than I do now. Yes. For the whole family. Yes. Before, and we each had our own policy and it paid for more. Yes. And, and it was better. And you didn't have, like our current insurance cards, it's got eight deductibles listed on it. Eight. That's hmm. $300 to go to the emergency room just, just to go. Just to go to sit there for 12 hours and not get seen and get billed for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know uh, we just had a gentleman talk to me and Jason just talked to a fella who had to go get an MRI and through insurance, it was going to be like 500 and something dollars out of pocket to go get an MRI when he know he refused it. He said, I can go down the street to an MRI place that's independent. And I can pay less than that. And they don't even take insurance. Yep. It's so all why the fuck would I pay you 500 and something dollars out of pocket? To go get the same MRI I can get from these guys down the street for 300 bucks. It is all a scam. It's about yeah. money. Yeah, insurance is a it, And that's, that's one thing that irritates me. Been a scam. I mean, insurance, the way it used to work, worked. It had flaws and it needed to be worked on, but it, they didn't have to break it like it is now. Because healthcare should be nonprofit. Some are, most of them are not. They're for profit. Therefore, you're, you, the consumer, are the one getting screwed. Well, the problem is pharmaceutical companies got involved in that. That's the biggest problem. Well, pharmaceutical companies and the insurance companies got involved in the litigation process, which is what drove doctors' liability insurance and malpractice insurance through the fucking roof because everybody realized they could sue. And make a shit ton of money because a doctor fucked up. The fact that we're such a litigious country to begin with doesn't help anything. People will sue at the drop of a hat and make money because lawyers are great. And the insurance company pays it out. Well, 
if the insurance company pays it out, who do you think they're passing that cost down to? The consumer. Exactly. So it's just this horrible fucking circle of hell that we're stuck in. Yeah, we're in a spiral of death. Yeah, we end up eating it. God, we're not solving anything, but we're airing out a lot of problems. Please, if anybody has any questions or comments, hit us up at primecohesion at gmail.com or head to our Facebook page at uh, Prime Cohesion on Facebook and uh, leave some comments. We'd appreciate it.